Hello, hello, people, my people. This is Cynic from No Stone Unturned. This week's episode is a bit delayed due to some technical difficulties. You will also hear that in the audio quality, so apologies for that. Big thanks to Frank for busting his butt to get this episode ready. We almost lost it completely. Fingers crossed that the next episode will not have these issues. Without further ado, episode 6. Well now really, when we go back then to falling in love and say it's crazy, falling, you see, we don't say rising into love. There is in it the idea of the fall. We cannot change anything unless we accept it. Condemnation does not liberate, it oppresses. And I am the oppressor of the person I condemn, not his friend and fellow sufferer. I do not in the least mean to say that we must never pass judgment when we desire to help and improve. But if the doctor wishes to help a human being, he must be able to accept him as he is. And he can do this in reality only when he has already seen and accepted himself as he is. Perhaps this sounds very simple, but simple things are always the most difficult. In actual life, it requires the greatest art to be simple. And so, acceptance of oneself is the essence of the moral problem and the acid test of one's whole outlook on life. That I feed the beggar, that I forgive an insult, that I love my enemy in the name of Christ, All these are undoubtedly great virtues. What I do unto the least of my brethren that I do unto Christ. But what if I should discover that the least amongst them all, the poorest of all beggars, the most impudent of all offenders, yea, the very fiend himself, that these are within me, and that I myself stand in need of the arms of my own kindness, that I myself am the enemy that must be loved. What then? There is always a curious tie at some point between the fall and the creation. Taking this ghastly risk uh, is the Back like we never left. Yes, sir. What up, Cynic? Wir sind wieder da. Wir sind wieder da. <laughs> that was pretty good, though. That's pretty good, German, bro. I think it's time for you to move out here. Bro, I remember last time I was out there, I had the translating app, and I was already working on my German words. And <laughs> man. yeah, I was, I was. Oh, I'm always surprised, actually, because you, some, every now and then you you throw out a word, and I'm like. Surprised that you even remember mm-hmm. the words. And um Hey man. I remember one of one of those words was <laughs> Schmand. Schmand. <laughs> Schmand. A S H M U N D? S 
C-H. C-H. M-A-M-U-N-D. You know what? I was close. <laughs> All right. I was off by eight letters, but I was close. Yeah, I want to give a quick shout out to one of our listeners, Mel. I'm just going to say Mel. I'm not going to put you out there on Front Street. There's a couple Mel's that listen to us, but Mel, you know which one I'm talking about. Uh, me and Cynic, we thank you, man. We thank you for your support. You definitely, uh, you're a ride or die, and um, we look forward to you listening every week. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And shout out to the Canes that took care of business yesterday. I don't know if it's a distraction or not, but I'm happy. And let's go fucking eat. Uh, what what canes? Uh, sugar canes or what kind uh, of canes? Uh, what's, <laughs> what is what are we talking about here? Are we packing Cuba? Oh man, we talking about the Miami Hurricanes, bro. Uh, is there a new storm on the way or? <laughs> is there? A... <laughs> Yo, did you catch when when they had two hurricanes that were like converging in on the same point? Did you hear about that? Uh, this was like a week or two ago. It was about a month ago. Oh. There was one kind of like in the Gulf and one coming from the Pacific. And it seemed like they were going to cross paths and meet. So they were afraid that it was going to cross paths and become like this huge fucking hurricane. It didn't end up doing that. It was really close. But that lets you know the luck that we have here in 2020, baby. That was coming from the Pacific or the Atlantic? Pacific. What? What was coming from the Atlantic and then ended up in the Gulf? Okay. This one came from the Pacific. Wow. So it did this. And they met right around Texas. They didn't meet. But the, the fear was that they were going to meet, and it was going to be this, this huge thing. Super storm. I don't know if you've heard about zombie storms. Have you heard about that? Oh, God, no. Tell me about it. <laughs> so this fucking hurricane, I think it was Hurricane Sandy. Fucking zombie the last storm. one that they had. <laughs> you know, usually hurricanes break up when they get over mm -hmm. land. Like, yeah, they disperse, and eventually it's just, poof, it's gone. So this one was a hurricane. I think it was a Category 1. Got over land, degressed to uh, a tropical storm. Eventually, was just kind of scattered rain clouds, and then reformed back and gained strength to become a tropical storm again. Mm. So that is a transformer, a zombie storm, my friend. Which makes you believe, or makes, or makes you think: Is the government controlling the weather? Absolutely. <laughs> you did, How would they? You even didn't do know this? they're seeding clouds. They've been doing that since 1947. <laughs> Sunny. What do you mean seeding clouds? What the fuck is that? Oh man, I don't know. Something about dropping particulates up in the atmosphere to uh, create clouds, something like that. I don't know. Just caught that on the by and by. I, I haven't looked into the details, but there's such a thing. There is such a thing. I think they were doing experiments with it or something. But yeah, some conspiracy theorists may have latched onto it and uh, said that it's proof that the government is trying to control the weather. What benefit would they get from controlling the weather? I mean, if they really could control it, imagine like how you could like send a storm to your enemies, like a bad storm. Mm. Right? You can weaponize anything, I guess, including the weather. If if they really could control it, I'm not saying they can, but like for example, let's say you could create a super storm ice storm or something and like send it to i don't know russia or something yeah you send a fucking hurricane a category five to your enemy that's gonna fuck up their plans if not kill them for example yeah for example at least at least it'll soften them up before you then hit them with your mm -hmm. your more uh traditional <laughs> arsenal 
it's crazy that we're on this floating rock in the middle of space and rather than figuring out how to coexist we're still trying to kill each other yeah like think about it like if if you were just if you just had an outside view right and you saw the earth and you were able to kind of and you've seen it in movies before you know where they kind of show you that kind of a picture of the globe and then here in in America things blowing up and things in Europe are blowing up and things in China are, you know and it's just destruction and Mm-hmm. What the fuck are we doing, bro? <laughs> like, to think that we would even go to the extent of potentially controlling the weather to use it for war games, it's crazy. It's sad. You know what it just reminded me of? Uh, two, uh, two weeks ago or so, I watched a documentary on Netflix. I'm getting the feeling that I'm talking a lot about Netflix. Like, it's all I do is watch Yo, Netflix. if Netflix wants to sponsor us, throw us some cheddar, you know, we might as well. <laughs> We're totally down, Netflix. Have our people call your people. So, just real quick, because you mentioned that about how we are all on this kind of floating rock and trying to pretty much yeah. get each other. Um, I watched a documentary on Netflix. It was a series called Dynasties. Hmm. If you're British, it's pronounced Dynasties. Uh, I say that because that's how they pronounce and it they, in the show. It's, the it's, British write favorite different, too. They put a U in there. Yeah, with, with a U. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Weirdos. <laughs> so, this it's it's hosted by David... I think it's David. Yeah, David Attenborough. He's, like, really well-known, um, like, host for these kinds of documentaries, whatever. And there are, I think, four or five episodes. And they're um, talking about sort of the the life of these dynasties, of these different animals. So one episode is on chimps, chimpanzees. Uh, they follow like a specific uh, mm-hmm. a group. Then another episode is like on penguins, and one is on like some painted wolf, I think it's called. And then there's the lions and, and tigers, I think. And the, the chimpanzee one, although it really applies to all, but the chimpanzee one more than anything was fascinating because when you watch that, Granted, it's a, it's a television show and it's been edited, and I'm sure in the editing and the way they put it together, it also works to also give you to to move you in a certain direction in terms of how you see things, right? But yeah, for still, sure, yeah. You like I could see totally see us in them in how they were living and not like. They're living in, you know, just out on the Sahara or whatever. They're out in in the wild, but like the politics, and I say it in quotes because it's not like how we know it. But mm-hmm. still, they politic and they <laughs> and they they're constantly fighting and they're fighting for supremacy, hierarchy, hierarchy, and and one is in charge and the other bides his time until he can take the other one down. And and sometimes they'll gang up on. It's it's ridiculous. So when you say that, what you just said, when you get that example, it's like when I really think about it, it's not that surprising because we're just like more sophisticated animals. That's it. That's we're doing we the same shit that we've always done. With the chimpanzees, it was the same. Like there's, and this actually applies to most of the animals they show it. But with the chimpanzees, there's the alpha male. Yeah. In that in that group, right? Always. And um, he's the only one that can mate with the females. Mm-hmm. How come there's I mean, no monogamy in chimpanzees? There is in penguins. You know, penguins mate forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's no monogamy in in chimpanzees, and we didn't come from birds. Mm. <laughs> if anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure we like to think that we're 
We're we're so much more advanced than chimpanzees. <laughs> oh, we have opposable thumbs and, and improved <laughs> speech. Don't let it, don't believe the hype. <laughs> yeah, man. So so much for uh, for that. But that was interesting. I wanted to just uh, share that because it reminded you reminded me of it when you made that comment about how we behave on this planet. Yeah, man. Very animalistic. Why can't it be more harmonious? <laughs> Like, is that so far-fetched, man? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> when you have people stealing kids and the way they're doing and doing horrible shit, it's hard to live in a world, I guess. Because there isn't harmony out there. But it's fucked up. I I don't know why it, could, why it just couldn't be different. Can you imagine what it would be like if we all got along? Is that heaven? <laughs> like, try try and picture that. Try and imagine that. What would, what would, it, what would your... Like, what would life be like if everyone got along? I mean, when I say get along, it doesn't mean that we all have to think alike. Because I think what makes life interesting, believe it or not, is when somebody doesn't think like you. Mm-hmm. Even if it's something that irritates you. So what do you mean? I think that we would still have our own thoughts, but we just wouldn't result to fighting each other at times. I don't know, man. I think that's... See, this is... Even though I'm a human and I know what it is to feel that emotion, I get it. I'm not being hypocritical. You know, I've obviously been in fights, but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Just think about it. I'm just, I'm, I'm really enjoying this right now because I'm like, you don't get what we I'm don't, saying. We don't. Though? I, I think I get what you're saying. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's funny. Because it's like we want that, but we don't even know what that should look like, or what that would be like. <laughs> yeah, because... I mean, maybe. Maybe most people want that. Maybe uh, probably people who don't. Because the thing is that, that does that mean that you take out emotion, right? Because and emotion is a beautiful thing. But when emotions get high, it, it turns into anger. So does that mean we're emotionless? Blank people, all looking like Stepford Wives, cookie cutters. Nobody wants that either. Hey, the grass isn't always greener. You know what? We just talked through this. And I'm low-key kind of glad that we're fighting each other. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good movie. That's a, that's, that's, yeah, that's exactly like the, I don't want to say the point. I, I think we talked about that before. Like, how, how can you recognize light if you don't know what dark is, right? I don't, I yeah, I'm not trying to sound like some kind of philosopher or something. I'm literally trying to <laughs> think. that shit, son. No, I'm li- I'm just trying to really think like how no, you're could right. you have? Right. How should that work? You know what I mean? I, I don't what? know how we it would work. find something else to not be happy about. Yeah, most likely. It would it would it wouldn't be the fact that like because right now it's like man, why can't we all just I mean cliche right? Why can't we all just get along, man? <laughs> but if we're all getting along, then we're we're like yo. Why Why we never disagree? <laughs> We're never going to be happy. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine like every like you agreed with your partner all the time on everything. Oh, my God. Honey, what's for dinner? Pork chops? Whatever. How's your nail? <laughs> <laughs> How about chicken? Get out of my head. I don't know, man. I think we're just not. How about tuna? I'm allergic, but let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a video on social media yesterday, actually. It was this raccoon that got into this kind of contraption. It was at a zoo, so the raccoon got in with it, maybe an orangutan. But they were fucking this raccoon up. 
Oh shit, really? <laughs> they were yo, pam pam. You can tell they just got right into like it was like they're in the jungle. And they're, you know, grabbing it, this guy's boom, 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 then he throws it, then the other one gets it, and the raccoon is flailing, bro. You know, you can tell he's <laughs> fucked up. And I'm like, I told the person, I'm like, dude, and there's laughing emojis. They didn't put the mo- the emojis, but the original post, because you know you can share something. Yeah. So they shared an original post that had laughing emojis. I'm like, yo, how is this funny? I felt bad for the raccoon. And that's a normal cycle of life. That shit happens in four. This is happening right now all over the world. You know, there's a food chain. You know, animals mm-hmm. and, and animals have to eat animals to survive. But when mm-hmm. I see it, it, you know, it fucking it pisses me off, man. And I don't like raccoons like that. It's not like I'm, I got a stuffed raccoon, in, <laughs> you know, at home and shit. Mm-hmm. If anything, you got to be careful with raccoons because they have rabies. But I felt bad for that raccoon. And that's that's the cycle of life. It's normal. That's that violence that we're talking about. That we wish that, or that, I, that I'm talking about specifically that I wish, or, or that I wonder what the world would be like without. That's that same violence. They fucked mm. that raccoon up. And the guy was like having a seizure. You saw him just shaking. He wasn't even running. I hear you. Let's uh, pull one out for old uh, <laughs> raccoonie. They got rabies though, man. You can't trust them. <laughs> All right. Probably should share the uh, Florida woman story for the day, huh? So what we got for Florida woman, Senate? Florida woman named Lovely Butts. Accused of pouring... (laughs) This is real. This is real. This is real. Florida woman named Lovely Butts accused of pouring bleach on child's face. Oh, no. Here we go. A Florida woman named Lovely Butts threw bleach on a child and threatened to hit her with a gun during an argument Monday night, according to the Daytona Beach Police Department. Police said Butts called them at about 8 p.m. and they arrived at the scene to find the victim outside the home covered in bleach. The girls, the girl said she and Butts got into an argument about the location of Butts' medication. So Butts pl- poured bleach on her, causing the chemical to go into the victim's mouth and eyes and causing her to almost lose consciousness, records show. The victim said at some point during the incident, she was locked outside of the house, and when she tried to get back in, Butts had a gun in her hand and threatened to, quote, pistol whip the girl, according to the affidavit. Police said the girl got scared, so she grabbed her phone, and she, as she was running outside to call someone, Butts threw a container of food at her chest. The victim said she's gotten so afraid of getting in an argument with the 64-year-old Butts that she started urinating in a plastic cup so she wouldn't have to leave her room according to the report. Police say they found the cup in the victim's room and an unloaded gun in Butts' room. Records show Butts was arrested on charges of child abuse without great harm and aggravated assault with a deadly weapon without intent to kill. She has since posted bond and has been released from the Volusia County Jail. An arrest report did not list the victim's age. So, this was the this was her child? You know, they they don't specify. What was the relation? They don't specify, or did they? Let me double check that, because she it says she's sixty four. They don't say the age of the girl. Quote girl. It's odd. They don't actually specify that. Maybe it's her grandmother. Man, it's gotta come with these Debbie Downers, man. <laughs> I'm over here laughing at first, like, oh, this is gonna be light and fun, and she was a bitch. Yeah, man, I don't know what... There's so much I can say about that. Fuck. That sucks. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, well, I mean, Florida woman isn't in the news for uh, handing out candy. And <laughs> Listen, Florida woman isn't always pretty, ladies and gentlemen. Sometimes she's going to get ugly. Fucking bleach. What the fuck? Because she couldn't find her medication. How was that? kid's fault though the man. kid couldn't find it the kid the, the kid was tasked to find the medication and the i kid get that her, but her task the kid let's start with the beginning portion of that sentence the kid kids used to uh, work back in the day all right <laughs> this is the second time you bring that shit up <laughs> when i asked you um when we had Devo on and i was like yo do german people not have like babies you're like nah they start working at 10 years old and then I start thinking, I'm like, I know my nephew ain't working. What the hell is this guy talking about? <laughs> That's awesome. All right, man, let's hit him with the fun fact. Do, 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 da, do. All right, here we go. Though Americans make up 4% of the world's population, we produce 25% of the carbon dioxide pollution from fossil fuel burning, by far the largest share of any country. Well, you do always want to be the first at everything. <laughs> Even when it's shitting on the planet. Of course. Shitting on the planet? Which leads us into our topic today, Senate. Shitting on the planet, man. How humans are the disease. We're going to be talking about global warming today, man. And this is something I think needs to come to the mic because I don't care if it's two people listening to us or hundreds of people listening to us, regardless of what some people in office may say, and I'm going to stay neutral, all right? But regardless of what some people in office may say, global warming is real. And the, the data is there to prove it. The science is there to prove it. Um, this is not, and when we say that, that means that now opinion comes out of play. It's not what I think or what you think. No, there's numbers and there's information and there's research backing this. Um, so because of the severity of it, obviously we're still going to do our thing and try to stay as light as possible. But <laughs> um, because of the severity of it, man, I thought it was a good topic to bring to the mic. And I'm excited that we're chatting about it today, my man. Yeah. So the first thing I noticed is you called it global warming, which is already, Yeah. I mean, you're already getting political, sir. You're not allowed to use that term. Well, what what do you mean? What am I supposed to call it? It's called. It's called. What's the what's the P, P, PC term? It's called climate change. Fuck that! Damn, that's crazy. Is that is that considered political? No, though? I remember. He he's making it that way though. Nah, man. this was Come before on. before uh, Trumpity Dump Trumps. This was before him. When when Al Gore was in office. Uh, and he did the whole. Remember when Al Gore yeah, had a whole? Yeah, remember his. Uh, and it was like in the middle of like the Oscars or something. It was like way random. It may have been around that time. But it was the first major attention that was paid on a national mm -hmm. scale, at least. It may have been around that time. I think it was changed not because, not to make it more PC. To be honest, I think it was changed, and I say changed like whatever. It's not like it was officially changed in some book, but. Apparently not, because I'm still calling <laughs> No, but it was because uh, global warming was, I think, giving the wrong, sending the wrong message, because it's more like global warming makes it sound like everything is heating up everywhere. But really, it's the climate is just kind of going out of whack, and it's 
reacting or whatever differently in different places. It is true, at least as I've read, that the global temperatures have that the average global temperature has risen. That's true, but the result of the change in climate is it's not always like a super heat wave. You know, it's not always like felt in in by some heat wave by some extremely hot summer or un, un, unreasonably warm winter. You you it might be. But how do we? How do we explain the the ice caps like I think glaciers? That, How do we explain the raising of the sea level? No, I think that it's all due to the average temperature rising. But what I'm saying is, in some areas there may be like, I mean, I didn't look up any example because I wasn't really thinking about it. But, <laughs> um, you could have like really, like major flooding, for example, in some area mm-hmm. more than what they're used to, for example, and you wouldn't think at that the flooding. You wouldn't equate flooding with a rise in temperatures necessarily, but it's potentially a result of just the climate in general changing. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. I get that. It's not to say that the global warming is wrong. I think they changed it to make it more encompassing, you know, to say mm-hmm. this environment is getting out of whack, like generally. I think naturally things are going to change. We know that, and life has taught us that nothing ever stays the same. Not even a building. A building is eventually going to wither away and needs repair. And that's something that is not a living being. right? But that law is just across the board. Whether you're an organic living being, whether you're a structure, nothing is going to ever run away from the hands of change. And that includes weather. So I understand that things are going to naturally evolve and they're not going to be the same as they were 20, 30, 40 years ago. I get that part of it. But when I see how it's happening, how it's being accelerated. When we talk about what is global warming or what is climate change, it's a it's a rise in carbon dioxide. And um, it states the planet's average surface temperature has risen about 1.62 degrees Fahrenheit since the late 19th century, a change driven largely by increased carbon dioxide and other human-made emissions into the atmosphere. Most of the warming occurred in the past 35 years, with the six warmest years on record taking place since 2014. Not only was 2016 the warmest year on record, but eight of the 12 months that make up the year from January through September, with the exception of June, were the warmest on record for those respective months. Now we look into what is the actual definition of carbon dioxide, a colorless, odorless gas produced by burning carbon and organic compounds. It is naturally present in the air and is absorbed by plants and photosynthesis. Carbon dioxide is all us. Do I think that if, for example, the humans weren't on the planet, do I think that 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 means that the weather was going to change? No, I really do believe that things evolve and things do change. I feel like we're accelerating those things with mm-hmm. how we're shitting on the planet, basically. And unfortunately, really, the U.S. being you know so behind, and it's something that I and I, I've noticed, man. Like when I've when I've gone to to Europe, recycling uh, clean energy, it's it's more advanced there. It's something that's more in the forefront. Here in the states, we're we're, we're not there <laughs> at all. Um, and, and we don't even have to talk about China and how bad they've contributed to that pollution. So when I see that man is behind all of that, and it's really, I guess, us shitting on, because we have the technology, but mm-hmm. we're making money here, so we're just going to keep doing this, right? When we know better and we don't do better, that's where I'm like, it's on us. Yeah, man, eventually shit would have changed. I get that. 
but maybe that eventually would have been thousands of years from now. Yeah. <laughs> and not and not a hundred or ten. Yeah, I pretty much agree. I think it's pretty clear that there's always been rise and fall uh, in terms of how the climate has changed. They pretty clear because they've got scientific data to show it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sharing something with you now that you can. Uh, I want you to have a look at. Do you see that graph? I do. And we're actually going to post this on the social media, guys. So good opportunity to hop on over. Check out what we're looking at. So that look, that what you see there is the biggest, like, it's the most <laughs> impressive or, I don't know, shocking proof of the difference. So you can see the rises and the drops over the thousands of years. Yep. And then you can see right around, let's say, I don't know, 20, 30 years after the Industrial Revolution, mm-hmm. that spike. And... Yeah. This is exactly what you were talking about. The carbon dioxide level parts per million in the atmosphere or whatever. It goes straight up. You can see what it was at at 1950. It was already above <laughs> whatever had come before. And you can see where we are now. So that's proof enough that whether it's a natural rise or not, like we're obviously contributing to it. We're accelerating that process. Mm-hmm. We really are. And when we think about the human race, we have to think about the generations that come after us. We have to think about our kids and our kids' kids. To be honest, we're not. I don't think you and I are going to be impacted by this. Hmm. But it's about the people that come after us, man. It's it's a selfless thing, and I, I think that's it. You know, having the option to and this example isn't necessarily what's warming the earth, but just an example of people not taking care of it, right? If you're going to go ahead and toss a vitamin water bottle on the ground versus taking it to a garbage. That's a character issue. <laughs> Are we going to understand that this is ours to take care of and everybody has to do their part? So if garbage belongs to you, then dispose of it as a responsible person? Or are we going to say, I don't give a fuck and just throw it out the window or just throw it on the ground? You know, same concept when it comes to, to you know, the factories that we have and, and the cars that, that we're driving. and Because, again, we're all contributing to that shit. You know, that V60 you have in your... That V8 that you got in your garage, son? Yeah. Yeah. And I get it. You know, it has to be in place for us to adapt to it. And now it's, you know, now it's where you're seeing more of that, right? We didn't have any options back in the day. It's either drive this car or nothing. So I, I get that. But um, we're all contributing. All our hands are dirty. Yeah. I personally don't see how, a way out of this because it's literally global. And it isn't enough for one country or even a handful of countries to make enough of a change to really bring this under control. Like, Have you seen how bad India is? In what sense? Just pollution, though. Not not, not so much emissions, mm-hmm. but just pollution and not taking care of Mother Nature. Like, not, not taking care of the planet. Just look into that, bro. Those people are savages. <laughs> savages, bro. Like, just assholes, dude. I don't Do get it, man. you want to leave this in, or...? It's just like, no, I'm fucking leaving it in, <laughs> What is this fucking Rush Limbaugh? What is this? <laughs> you know what I just noticed? Didn't I fucking choose? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Other <laughs> yeah, you absolutely did. No, I, I think, did it. I think. Listen, man, I got no problems. With it. I was watching 90 Day Fiance, and one of these Indian guys was trying to come over here, and so they they went to India, and they're shooting him in his 
in an in, in environment. And, yo, it's horrible. Like, the water, there's trash in the water, bro. Like, just, there's just no regard. The water is it's disgusting. You can't swim in that thing. And they're just like, fuck it. <laughs> Fuck out of here, All right, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna continue Not down this track, I guess. Let's, let's go. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. It pisses me off when people like don't. I'm the I live in South Florida. We said this before. I've been on many boats down here. I don't care if it's a cigarette wrapper, bro. I'm not throwing it in the ocean. I'm not. I'm not doing it. Like if it's a beer bottle, I'm not throwing it in the ocean. Maybe you don't have to be kumbaya, man, but just have a little respect. It's like your home, man. Like if you if you if you go to somebody's home, bro, and it's a mess, I would say dirty, right? Because messy people, there might be messy people. Messy people is not a problem, but I mean, if the house is dirty, like if they're not doing like basic shit, cleaning bathrooms, you know, sweeping, mopping, mm-hmm, just basic mm-hmm. shit. You know, you go into the bathroom, you don't want to throw up, right? Because I've I've been into bathrooms like that, where it's like this is just a public bathroom and it's just somebody's <laughs> home. Jesus, I'm talking about disrespectful like that. Because messy, I can't say nothing about messy. Messy's not messy's not bad, but dirty's my thing. I think if, if for example, if, if you go in somebody's house and it's dirty, they're just they don't have a certain respect for their own living, you know, quarters. That that should be their sanctuary. So on a bigger scale, man, like have respect for for the planet, especially as parents, man. Like how are you gonna have a little human looking up to you and they see you acting a certain way and they see you living a certain way and they see you just being a comepinga and you. Not think anything of it. You're, you know, that kid's a sponge, man. I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. Yeah. And I'm glad that we're recycling more in the states now. That's another thing that we've fucking been dragging our ass on. And guys, remember, I'm proud to be an American. So I am not dogging the states here. What, right? Why are you proud to I love be an American? I love my people. <laughs> hey, fucking leave I'm just me the fucking alone, bro. I'm just do- I'm just being really Inquire. tough on us right now, and I don't want to be misunderstood. <laughs> and they'd be like, "Yo, this guy's you know, this guy's a fucking terrorist." No, I'm not. No, I'm just saying a lot of people that are not from the states want to know what this is about. I thought maybe you want to explain where this pride comes from. That's all. Inquiring minds want to know. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just <laughs> being brought up. I think everybody has pride. Orgullo is what we would say in Spanish. I think everybody's prideful of where they come from, especially at least in the Hispanic community. You know, we're very prideful to be where we're from, and and that says a lot. Even if where we're from didn't have a lot, right? We're still happy to be from there. So I don't, you know, I can speak for me, and I I know obviously there's a lot of Americans, like Caucasian individuals here, that don't have that same sentiment because they don't have their generations are in the States. Our generations are a little different. Our generations, if you go back, it's in the islands, in the Caribbean, right? But there's just something about being born here, being brought up here, that you always understood, for one, that we were the most, quote-unquote, powerful country. And, and when you hear that, like, you were just born here, so we didn't choose that. But you're like, oh, shit, like, I'm lucky enough to be on this fucking part of the world where we're fucking doing shit. So, like, that's... I get, For me, that's where it started. You're like, oh... All right, with a big guy on the block. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to today, we're 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 not the technically the most powerful anymore, if we look at you know the money and stuff. But you still have the pride, and you still have you know that red, white, and blue man. It's it's funny that movie. Um, well, it's a book, the Manchurian Candidate. Manchurian I'm Candidate. Sure you've yeah. heard of it. It's 
Did I not say yeah, that? Yeah, I was just repeating you. I'm going to isolate <laughs> My show, 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 show? <laughs> You know, it's about brainwashing. And you know that we had, growing up, the Pledge of Allegiance every morning, you know, in school. Mm-hmm. Those colors are something that you saw every day. You saw it on TV. Put your hand over your heart. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Those are things that you, every day, Mm-hmm. And you, then you sang the anthem. Mm-hmm. Maybe that had a lot to do with it too. Maybe there were just if something is there from your childhood, like Mary had a little lamb. If you just said it over and over again, maybe you would hurt sheep. I don't know. But I think we all have that pride. But because we're Americans, you know, and for a long time we were on top of the hill, you know, people are always going to throw stones. I just don't understand why the French hate us so much. Because I would love to love the French as people. But they really dislike us, man. Hmm. I had one experience at a layover in Paris, and that's all I need to know. It'll be unfair to paint the whole <laughs> French people. Now French people are going to hate me. It'll be unfair to say that all French people are like that. But I just hear that experience isn't much different hmm. out in the outside of the airport with how they feel about Americans. So I don't know what it is, man, but yeah, it's hard when you're on top. <laughs> Go USA, baby! That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. So I know we 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 we, we meant to talk about <laughs> climate change and global warming, but I want to I want to take this. Call me the call me the I curveball wanna, master. I want to stick with right? this for a little bit, because I'm just thinking about it. Like, so do you think your pride of being an American? Do you how would you compare that to the pride that someone else feels from another country? Like, is your pride stronger or makes no that's what i'm saying i i'm saying that we're not too different than anybody else but because we are the usa there's a lot of people that are there's a preset hate there because we went to war with their country or because they feel like americans are a certain way or maybe americans did go over there and make an ass of themselves and make us look bad you know (laughs) maybe that has happened so then you know just like i judge that interaction in the airport with that french woman in paris as what all french people hate Americans, maybe that's the same thing happening on the other side. I'm saying we're not so, we're not, I think we're just as prideful as anybody else. But because we're the United States, we're arrogant. Hmm. And I feel like certain Americans, and Devo touched on this in that episode, you know, when I go and I travel abroad, I'm accepting to the culture. I'm not going in with a, I want to impose my culture on you. To a certain extent, if I want ice in my drink, give me ice. You know what I mean? I. I don't think I should sacrifice that much. <laughs> I'm bougie, baby. But I go there with open mind. Same thing with cuisine. You know, I know that it may not be something that I'm accustomed to, but I'm going to try not to eat something and put a weird face and say, oh, this is disgusting, even if I feel that way. Just out of respect, you know, because this is different. I don't feel like certain Americans go with that home training. <laughs> like, you're in my house, you know what I mean? Like, And the same thing when they come over here. They may try something that they may feel like is disgusting, and you would want to, you know, hope that at least there's a certain level of respect there. I don't think all Americans are like that, man. I think there's a lot of Americans that are closed-minded in that sense, and they feel like their way is the only way, and your way is whack. So why the hell are you visiting there? So many of those interactions as well with with people is painless in that light. Mm. I don't know, man. Yeah, I think American pride is is based mainly on propaganda. To be honest, I think it's uh, 
Who doesn't want to be the biggest and the baddest, though? But that's the thing. It's like the the biggest and the baddest. Like in what sense? You mean like landmass? Because <laughs> when you're not the biggest. But that's the that's the shit in my head. That's what I'm telling you. That's how I think. Because like I I just <laughs> said, we know that when it comes down to power and power being money, you know, right now the the U.S. isn't where we were 20 years ago when that when we could say that when we were at the top. I, I understand that, but that's just how we think. Like, mm. yo, this is just a slump for us. We'll be back. We're gonna be back <laughs> to where we rightfully belong, which is at the top. We're just having a low right now. That's that's how we think. Yeah. And we're still the biggest and the baddest. When you look on our military, our military is pretty legit. You know, and you know, bro, you're an expat. You were in our military. I don't gotta tell you. You don't know nothing. This ain't nothing, nothing new to you, bro. But remember where you came from, sucker. Job Turkey. Yeah, I've seen I I've seen it from the inside. That's what I'm saying. I think a lot of it is propaganda. Like it's not the biggest. <laughs> Baddest is a relative thing, and the country focuses or people in the country. The biggest is China. They focus on 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 the things that they think make America great and ignore all the things that America has done to to countries and people. And you know what it's like. It reminds me of like Obama. Like, everyone, even to this day, like, a lot of people love Obama. And whatever he, he, he did that was great, which I guess just being the first black president is enough, but he did a lot of shit that I found out afterwards was, like, and it's barely talked about, but... Bring that to the mic. Because I've, I've heard of those things as well, and I've said it. I said Obama was not a perfect president, you know, but bring those to the mic. Give me an example. Well, I mean, he, what he did, like his his drone campaign, he droned the shit out of people in the Middle East and killed a lot of innocent people with, with his drone strikes. How do we know they were innocent? Damn, that's so what fucked is, up. Are you, you know, that's so, pause. This is exactly like what someone right now uh, who go, who supports Trump would say about I just, I COVID-19. Just became, I just, bro, you saw what happened. I just transformed and I automatically got defensive about my people. But how do we know they were innocent? <laughs> when the those uh, riots were going on, do you remember what was it called, man? It was around Wall Street. Um, Occupy, when all those young people Occupy went out. Washington. Occupy. Occupy Wall Street. Yeah. yeah. Do you saw how how um, he handled that? Like these were a lot of that was these young people going out there who were trying to um, protest uh, the fact that you know Wall Street was getting bailed out while they while they were getting screwed and they were you know with with the with their with their debt you know high debt for college and all mm-hmm, these things mm-hmm. right and the response was to basically break all that break all that up like run you know go into these places with like armored vehicles and just like totally like just smash through these people like that that was one thing that happened during his administration you could argue that he didn't give that order but he sure as hell didn't try and like stop it or speak in favor of it mm-hmm. right i don't know bro I, I i'm not saying that he was the worst president we ever had or the but I just feel like it's a good example for how we see the things that we want to see see and then ignore all the other things. And I think that's how that American propaganda, like, leaks into people's heads. 
I was thinking about the same thing which you said about the example of the Pledge of Allegiance. Because I think about, I think back to that and I realize if this was done in any other country and we heard about it, we would think, geez. It, feels, it sounds like like what they do in Russia, something they do like in a communist country. If you really think about it. Yeah, or any, yeah, any country that, yeah, exactly. And if you heard that or you saw it in some documentary, you'd be like, damn, that was some straight up mm-hmm. brainwashing. But in America, it's all right because, well, it's it's, it's America. It's land of the free, home of the brave. Telling you, man, the worst thing is giving somebody a false impression that they're free. That's the most dangerous, too, man. I'm not saying we have it bad here. I'm not first world problems. I get it. Guilty of that to the fullest extent. You know, I'm not oblivious or blind to what's really going on in the world and how good we really do have it. No matter you know, no matter what what's being said about it. But false impression of being free, man, dangerous thing. To bring this back to the environment. Let's do it. This is why I think we're not going to be able to to turn it around as as a planet. I'm not shocked that you have that take, Cynic. Something tells me. Yeah. <laughs> of course, like I'm going to default to the cynical <laughs> point of view. But I don't think it takes much thought to see why this is not going to work. I mean, you need global cooperation. Yeah. Or at least like a very big alliance of the biggest countries and biggest polluters, let's say that, at least that. Who's going to do that? Is the U.S., who are the most selfish and arrogant people on the planet, are they going to get together with India? Are they going to get together with India and China and... I oppose that. I don't know how much Russia puts out there, Yeah. but I'm just thinking of sort of the biggest, yeah? Are they all going to come together to say, uh, all right, uh, this is, you know, we need to tackle this together, and we're all going to have to make sacrifices, and our people are going to, they're going to be okay with that. You think that's going to happen? It should happen, man. It should I'm, be able I'm, to. It should. No, no, no. I, I, do you think it's going to, not should it, do you think it's going to happen? I I hope that one day it will, man. <laughs> <laughs> you remember Captain Planet, that cartoon? Uh, yeah. His whole thing was about saving the earth and climate change or global warming. And that was back in the 90s. Yeah. We don't got any fucking cartoons about global warming now, man. What the fuck is going on? That John Denver's full of shit, man. And I know you or some of our listeners are going to take exception to what I said about the U.S. being the most selfish and arrogant country on the planet. (laughs) Because there's so many examples of how the U.S. is, quote, helping the world. Look. No, listen, no, I I get what you're saying. It's just hard to hear, man. But it is what it is. For all the help that the U.S. does, and I won't say that they don't help different, you know, in different places, in different ways. For me, a lot of that shit is a farce. Like, a lot of it is legit help mm-hmm. happening on this side, yeah, on the one hand. And then they're fucking all kinds of shit up over here on with the other side, using the other hand. And then whenever someone calls them out here, no, but look, this is what we're doing here. This this is prop, this is not true or this is whatever. So, like I said, I've seen it from the inside, and I get that the U.S. military is what you know what U.S. military is. It's the richest fucking military is what it is. And when you're the richest, you can make the biggest and baddest weapons. But that's part of our irony, I mean, though. Look, Knowing that you got the biggest gun on the block. Yeah, I, I get that. I get but that. But we all got nukes now. We all got nukes now, though. And I, I think that was an old way of thinking. 
too. You know, I think there was a point in time where we had the most advanced warfare. We even had those nuclear weapons, which were the big thing, right? It's the big boy. Mm -hmm. But not everybody mm -hmm. got those. Now, now a lot of countries yeah, have those. Yeah. yeah. So that supremacy is now mm -hmm. out the window, right? Because what are you going to do? You you shoot one off, then the other ones can shoot theirs off, and there you go. So I don't know, man. I just find the whole thing. And it, I'm picking on the U.S. now, but I don't care if you're from Russia or Germany or wherever country you're from. You know, I get some kind of subtle pride in maybe your, some things you some things culturally or whatever. That's no, different here. But though, when it gets different, when it gets to this like blind, like we're the best, and then you wonder why some French people don't don't like you at the airport. It's not. But fuck. But hold on, bro. Come on, like, <laughs> and I've said it before. It sucks because you know that the, your government has made decisions that aren't decisions that morally you would necessarily make. Mm -hmm. But we can't, as people, we can't control that. What we can control is our attitude and how we treat one another and our interaction, right? But don't hate us because Obama went ahead and did drone strikes. I don't want to hear the innocent people got killed, to be honest. And if it if, if it really did go down like that, I feel for them, man, and that's fucked up. I'm not going to say that those lives were any less important. I don't agree with that at all. But don't fucking hate us because of the highest-ranking people in, the, in our government, the choices that they're making, because our finger isn't on the red button there. You know, don't hate us because of that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That was that was a stupid example. I mean, that person could have just had a bad day. The same way there's, like, this animosity, I guess, that some groups of people have towards Americans. I can tell you that I've also met people here, from here, who are fascinated with the U.S., yeah? who would love to go there, who would love to yeah, live there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? And I'm, my, my jaw always drops because I'm like, you don't, you know, it's, it's not TV, but I get it. Everything you see on TV, you think that's how it is. And when I tell people that I'm from Miami, yeah, it's the same. Yeah, it's always this reaction like, but what are you doing here? I, I, you know, like I'm crazy. And it's like, you left paradise to come to gloomy Berlin. Yeah. Look, you know, this has become a fucking U.S. bitch session all of a sudden. Which is not the way this episode was supposed oh, to go. Man. But it's just that when I start talking about this, I start thinking about all these things. Nah, man. Speak your peace, bro. The last point I wanted to make on this topic, because we were talking about, I was mentioning that the military is basically the richest. Mm -hmm. I can pull, see if I can pull it up here, but I know that the U.S. military budget is astronomical. It's crazy. And it gets like, I think every year it gets like higher or whatever. And for <laughs> as much money as the US spends on on its military and you have to wonder you know why do they feel that they need to spend so much money on the mm -hmm. military? And then you can't get universal health care over there because you quote can't afford it, it's too expensive. I mean these are the things that just don't add up. And that I just wonder, like, how is it that people don't see that? And I think to some extent, even if you were to point it out to some people, they'd probably find some way to justify why the military should be getting the money they're getting and why they shouldn't have <laughs> universal health care. I don't need universal health care because I don't want to be socialist. I don't want to be in a socialist country and blah, 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 blah. But we socialize so many things. We just, you just don't know yeah. it. Yeah, you, it's good to socialize some things, but when it comes to the health care of the citizens, we don't want to socialize that. But we can socialize uh, military and, and 
corporate and the banks and everything else because they're always giving money to them. You think, though, that if life wouldn't have taken you in the route that it took you personally, where you were able to go to Europe and see a different way of living, do you think that if you if you didn't take that path, you would have still ended up moving? Well, that would have depended ooh, 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 ooh. on the... Tough questions here on No Stone Unturned. I think that would have depended on, like, how opportunities would have presented themselves. I mean, had I not gone in the military, it may have been difficult for me to leave, you know, financially. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I'm I'm ecstatic at the choice you made because my nephew and my sister-in-law came out of it, and I loved it very much. So I'm not saying that it should have gone any other way, but the only reason I pose that question is because you have a very valid point and a strong viewpoint on how it's common sense for you why you wouldn't live here. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, like, well, if you didn't go to the military, would you think like that, for one? And would you have still... Because some people would still would have gone up and left. You could have very easily been like, yeah, no, I think that eventually I would have stopped drinking the Kool-Aid and I would have gotten the fuck out of it. Or, no, maybe I just... I would have kind of been like you are, Frank, <laughs> and blind to the fact of what's going on. Not blind, because I'm aware mm-hmm. of all these things. You know, maybe not every detail, but I'm aware of I'm aware of it. You know, so I wouldn't say blind, but just more on the yeah on the stance that I'm taking, where I'm proud to be in America. I mean, it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to know, right? What you would have done, yeah. you know, if things would have been different. But my suspicion is that I would probably have. Like I said, not having any contacts outside that would have given me an opportunity to experience something else longer than just a vacation, yeah? Um, I probably would have stayed there. And to be totally honest, I think I would have been a very unhappy person. Mm. You know, like unhappy in the sense like on the outside, I probably would have looked like anyone else there. Like I'm enjoying myself. I probably would have been doing all the things you're doing and everyone else hey, is doing. We like brunch on Sundays, all right? Let me live my life, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like all those things because pre-COVID, of course. I mean, it's what people are doing. It's what, if that's what the people in your circles are doing, then. But I, I think, I think I would probably have been pretty unhappy inside. Mm. Probably would have felt a bit trapped, mm. to be honest. I mean, it's hard to say for 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 sure, but. I know that when I got out of the military and went back there, even though I was back, you know, with the family, life in terms of like living, I felt quite unhappy inside. Of course, but I was already out. I already experienced the difference. So it's not a very fair Why are you explaining how I feel to the T right now? Now, play. <laughs> this is how I would feel if I lived in the States. Well, now that you mention it, now I'm playing. <laughs> What do you got for me? What you got pulled up here for me? <laughs> we'll, we'll have this posted on social media as well, guys. I wanted to show you the budget for the U.S. military in 2019. Mm-hmm. D.C., $732 billion. Wow. And then the comparison of the other countries and what they're spending. In total, all of these countries, China, India, Russia, Saudi Arabia, France, Germany, U.K., Japan, South Korea, and Brazil, all of them in total spent $726 billion. And the rest of the world spent $460 billion. Now, don't get me wrong. If you want to spend $732 billion on the military, then go right the fucking head. I mean, it's your taxes. But don't tell me that we can't afford universal health care, bro. Don't tell me that you can't afford to send people to college. I mean, you, what kind of bullshit are you trying to pull here? So the priorities in that country are upside down. 
Well, you see, when you talk about that, I see that, and I agree with that 100%, man. Yeah, I agree with I agree with that 100%. I think that we shouldn't have to pay for education, and I think it's only going to benefit the 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 country that has opened their eyes to that because if you give people and it's not to say that it's going to solve everything, but knowledge is power, man, you know? So if you give people better opportunity and you make it easier for them to go ahead and educate themselves and feed and give themselves the knowledge that they're looking for, whatever it is, whatever you choose to do. But if you give people that, that opportunity, you don't make it hard for them. Not everybody's going to take it. People are still going to squander, you know, squander the opportunity. It's not going to be foolproof, mm-hmm. but it's going to improve the quality of the people. It's going to give people different options. And, and, and I feel the same about healthcare. So when you talk, when you talk like that, I can take off my, you know, Abraham Lincoln hat, and I can say honestly, <laughs> I can say honestly, <laughs> good, good visual, right? I can say honestly, I agree with that, and I, I get that. I do. It's fucked up. That this chart is crazy, guys. You got to see it. It's ridiculous. Definitely go on our social media, check that out. That's insane. You know what's another thing? And this is not even on me. This is not on me. Don't blame me for being cynical. Like, I actually saw this and was surprised to see it. Like, there is this point of view out there. I think there's even, of course, a documentary on it, um, talking about how the this sort of movement to, to let's say, like, kind of like, uh, maybe it's not the right term, but let's just say go green. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, these alternative uh, sources of, of power and moving away from coal and recycling and all this thing. There's, like studies or whatever out there, documentaries out there on how that whole thing is a farce. That that whole idea um, that we can really improve things. Like, I haven't gone into the details. You know, I'll just disclaimer. But I probably should after this episode. But this idea out there that, you know, people think, the people who recycle. Yeah, we can take this place as an example because here recycling is like... Mm-hmm. It's common, mm-hmm. yeah? And I'm sure everyone does it thinking it's helping somehow. Maybe it is. But, like, how much it's helping is apparently, like, drastically overestimated. And the idea behind this this other point of view that I'm talking about is that all of the things that we think, wind energy, all of these things that we think should be able to help us improve the environment are not as helpful as we thought at all. And some of them may even be causing their own mm-hmm. negative consequences. So it's a bit bit disheartening. But I think, hmm, I don't want to say this. I think the path of becoming conscious of, of our carbon footprint, I think that in itself is a process. I think this is the beginning of that journey. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so there, there's going to be choices along the way that we're going to have to reevaluate. But all that's all we have to do is just reevaluate. You know, if we see that we thought that something something was in theory going to work, but now after rolling it out for X amount of years, we see that it may have a ripple of its own, then let's just rethink that. Yeah, that's a very good point. See, you can you can bring me around too. Let's just rethink it, man. That's a positive way to look you at know, it. Because it's gonna it's gonna be a process, you know, kind of trial and error. It's weird for me, man, because people always make comments about the wind turbines. Mm-hmm. And in Europe, you see them. I mean, when we took that that drive down to Austria, such mm-hmm. a great trip. We got to do that every time I go. By the way, so <laughs> you're fucked. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I borderline was going to move there, like legit. <laughs> Might still do it after this <laughs> podcast, but 
I remember. I remember having that drink right by the the uh, the water there. Remember that yeah, night? Man. Where the water was rushing down. It was like the high high water table from the melt. <laughs> Speaking is, of climate change, yeah, there you go. Which is the reason that we couldn't go white water rafting. Remember that? And we that yeah. was one of the things yeah, that we were yeah. excited about. We still it was still a magical trip, and we still it was still a great time. But because of climate change, we were fucked. Mm. We couldn't go white water rafting. But I remember that that drive, seeing all along, you know, the horizon, all these wind turbines. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, man, this shit should be able to power half of Europe. But by what you're telling me, with 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 all that they're doing, maybe it's not. And then people say that it's damaging the natural landscape, like it's becoming more mechanical and it's taking away from its beauty. Yeah, yeah. You always that's always something. It's, it's birds are birds are flying into it. They're also getting killed yeah. at night. Oh yeah, there's always there's something. something, man. All right, bro. Let's hit them with the quote, baby. Unless you got something else you want to add to that, Senate. You know, there was. I don't think it's was enough time to get into it, but there was Talk some other it, interesting information that I saw. About it. It's qu- it's quite in depth. Oh, so. Okay. I'll just share this image with you. I'll share this image with you, and I'll try to just briefly explain it. Do it. Without going too much into the article. You see that image on the screen? I do. So you see that area in red is what is defined as the tropics. Mm-hmm. And where the weather that you come to expect from the tropics uh, exists. Then you have the subtropics just above yeah? mm-hmm. and just below. That's interesting, too, to to, to realize. It, it's uh, north and mm-hmm. south. And... I came across an article was talking about why they think they understand or they're starting to understand why it is that some of the changes that are happening are happening. And they basically, uh, if I can try and summarize it, have come to the realization through whatever studies they've done that changes in the wind here, wind-driven ocean mm-hmm. currents, those changes are changing also the where the the warm water the location of the the traditionally warm water is so as these winds move the warmer air beyond this sort of tropic this line here of uh, where where the tropics sort of end and the subtropics begin what happens is that just outside of this tropical area Unlike in the tropics where the weather is not only warm but usually also wet, just outside of the tropics in the subtropics area, the the weather is usually dry and hot. And what's happening is that these changes in winds, apparently, is changing where this tropical boundary is. And it's going further up in the north and it's going further down in the south. And what's happening is that dry, hot area that normally existed here, where I'm pointing Mm -hmm. to, is now moving up into areas like what you can see here, Southern California Mm -hmm. and California. And I don't think it's a coincidence. I mean, they actually mentioned it in the article, how that change could, could be contributing to this drastic increase in things like the fires that are happening Mm -hmm. in California. I mean, every year we hear about them. Every year they seem worse. Mm-hmm. It seems like that's contributing to it. And remember, before California, probably we forgot, but Australia was on fire. 
yeah. you know, just uh, some months before. Yeah. They were in the news for always being a fire, and look where they're located. Mm-hmm. So whatever the reason for this shift, they think that they identified at least a major contributor to it. And it also makes sense, because if you look along the subtropic line here, and you see like here in North Africa, like this, this is desert. This is typically desert area mm-hmm. up here, right? And if you look at Australia down here, that I mean, if you know anything about the outback, um, that's also like crazy, just dry, mm, rough terrain area yeah. there. So that's pretty interesting. But what's causing that shift, though? They're not sure. Yeah. They're not <laughs> sure. Like the it, it, it probably <laughs> because yeah, because they say in the article like this one thing they always say that it's that the weather and the climate it's really complex or whatever, right? Here they say that this particular guy, I'll just read it. It says, when it comes to the question of whether the droughts in Australia, California, and the Mediterranean are due to the expansion of the tropics, this guy, Garrett Lohman, can't give a definitive answer. When talking about climate change, it's always difficult to quantify the respective parameters with absolute certainty. However, we can safely assume that the currents and expansion of the tropics make droughts and hurricanes more likely to occur. So, why it's happening, well, it's probably a combination of things, but I'm sure it's being pushed along harder or faster because of the increase in CO2, the melting of glaciers, but also the the circulation of this warm air, this warm air being, or this warm water, sorry, being pushed outside. The currents are changing and it's pushing them outside of the areas that they normally flow. So I, I don't think there's a simple answer to it, but I guess if there's anything we could do about it, it's only what we're contributing to it, and we know that we're contributing to it, which is clear. We definitely are. Did you know that there was a major ozone above the Arctic Circle that closed during this whole COVID crisis? Did you hear about that? Mm, a hole in the ozone that closed? Yeah, man. I think I heard something or saw briefly something something about that and they didn't even think that was possible they thought once it, once the damage was done it was done they didn't think that it was going to be reversible in some sense and it's like the universe mm-hmm. took a breath because we were just pounding her and being relentless being selfish and only thinking about ourselves and well i mean that's a good sign right it means that the yeah. planet can recover can. You let it and it also means that we're the issue <laughs> Yeah, there you we're go. The, we're sign. the problem. We're all worried about Corona. <laughs> what about us? We're the, we're virus. the real virus, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Let's do it. Hit it with the quote. It's time to wrap this baby up. Um, so I got a quote by my favorite psychoanalyst, C.G. Jung, Carl Gustav Jung. It has nothing to do with climate change, but, you know, I don't particularly care. <laughs> And that's enough. And that's enough. <laughs> but maybe it does t- touch on what we were talking about earlier, about how we are uh. and how we are with each other as well. So real quick, C.G. Jung was a psychoanalyst, lived in the early early 1900s, and he was a student of Sigmund Freud. And this was part of a speech that he gave to some clergy members. So there's going to be a couple of references to Christ. He was, I don't know if I would say he was a Christian, but at least he did grow up. Uh, his, his father was like just pastor or something. But he's talking to some clergy, yeah? And I'll just read it out. It's a little long, but I think it's worth it. 
He says, we cannot change anything unless we accept it. Condemnation does not liberate. It oppresses. And I am the oppressor of the person I condemn, not his friend and fellow sufferer. I do not in the least mean to say that we must never pass judgment when we desire to help and improve. But if the doctor wishes to help a human being, he must be able to accept him as he is. And he can do this in reality only when he has already seen and accepted himself as he is. Perhaps this sounds very simple, but simple things are always the most difficult. In actual life, it requires the greatest art to be simple. And so, acceptance of oneself is the essence of the moral problem and the acid test of one's whole outlook on life. That I feed the beggar, that I forgive an insult, that I love my enemy in the name of Christ, all these are undoubtedly great virtues. What I do unto the least of my brethren, that I do unto Christ. But what if I should discover that the least amongst them all, the poorest of all beggars, the most impudent of all offenders, yea, the very fiend himself, that these are within me, and that I myself stand in need of the arms of my own kindness, that I myself am the enemy that must be loved. What then? Mm, that's deep. <laughs> yeah, that's one that you got to read. Maybe one that's... Two, three, four there's a times, lot. There's a lot there. There's a lot in there's there. There's a lot in there. But yeah, I'll put it in the uh, notes so that people can read we'll it. Post themselves. it in the notes so they can read it themselves and absorb it. But what if he's right? I mean, I think it's it's at least extremely relevant. Yeah. Now, with the political situation in in the U.S., from Trump to Black Lives Matter to all the division and all, I mean, it applies to everyone everywhere. But right now, in particular where we're all us against them and this makes you question it makes you really question what is it that you're doing mm -hmm. you know when you're, when doing, you're that. doing it yeah and have you looked at yourself first that's my guy man i like him i rocks with him good stuff today cynic man curveball central today yes today was all about curveballs but that's how i like it <laughs> cool peeps then um you know how we do, Rapparoonie. I think it's time. Rapparoonie. Thanks for hanging tight, guys. As always, no stone unturned, baby. Yeah. Catch you next week. Same time, same place, same channel. Titty Chitty Bang Bang. It's been a while. I got to bring it back. Juice. Peace. I don't think I should sacrifice that much. <laughs> I'm bougie, baby.